0: Love Talk Radio.
1: and you're listening to Keep It Magic, and you can go to our website at www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com. I forgot to play our intro. Oh, well, I'll play it on the other side uh, of the next break.
2: I was just typing it to you.
1: I was, uh, I think I was spellbinded by your hair, so. I hear it every
2: day. Uh, yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, but every day, 24 hours a day. So we will play the opening um, after, because I have a surprise for Jackie. So maybe, um, maybe this just kind of worked itself out well, because I do Ooh. have a new single by Adele.
2: Ooh, nice.
1: For you, um, Jackie, coming up. Um, so that is going to be definitely a little treat for you um, Make sure that you visit our sponsor At CoventryCreations.com Again, that's www.CoventryCreations.com It is through your patronage to Coventry That, of course, Jackie and I are able to remain on the air Because we poll <laughs> um, So go on over there And uh, check out uh, all of the candle lines that we have We have uh, Major City Hoodoo, Blessed Herbal, uh, the World uh, line, we have the Affirmation line, we have uh, Wicked Witch Mojo, um, Witches Brew, you name it, we have a candle for that. So please on forget,
2: over to Tarot Magic. Don't Storms Carol Magic line? Yeah,
1: I, I try to be humble. So please <laughs> on over com www.coventrycreations.com um, and check out all of the candle lines. If you have a problem in your life, we definitely have a candle for that. So what is up with you, Jack A?
2: Oh. What isn't? Um, I'm really, I have pretty much tuned out of um, Facebook and all political things. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm doing my own, I'm focusing on business and and my own personal development and spending time with my kid because I am done. I am done with the political race right now.
1: No, you're not. We're going to talk about it here in a few minutes. I know. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's more of a behaviorism i think that we're going to talk about not necessarily the race <laughs> right right no
2: it's just it's just the um it's my husband has the news on all the time so I'm kind
1: okay okay what about it is bothering you
2: so it's a lot of it's a lot of desperation yeah everything is so desperate and and to be honest with you nothing's that desperate Honest to God, you're gonna wake up the morning after the election, and you're gonna be okay, and the world won't have blown up, and and your political candidate will have won or not have won, and you will still be okay, and you won't need to move to Canada, and um, and it's just like really no one's gonna die over this. I, I, I it of course depends on who you're talking to, but. It's really the same coin, different sides, and um, I just continue to create my own universe. I've created my own universe through the Bush years, through the Obama years, through the Clinton years, through the Reagan years. <laughs> um, so I will, and I will create my own universe through the well, many years to come.
1: Well, I find very, very interesting, and I'm just going to discuss this um, a little first. Well, there's two things that... Um, uh, Political that I'm going to discuss One of which is I find it interesting that every single election Is a historic election
2: have you noticed that too? Every
1: election is a historic election. I mean, it, it, it is.
2: Right, cuz it's always going to be something new and different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see why that they were claiming that the last election was a historic election because you know, we're going to have either a man or a woman right. um running against a uh you know, a, a, another person. So it was kind of um interesting from that particular perspective, but let me tell you what I found Jackie that was just absolutely crazy. Um to think about and um and with this I see first of all, even if say for example um uh, an extreme um left wing company um like um you know, some green company,
0: mm-hmm.
1: say for example, Jackie, they were to send out a um email to fifty thousand of their employees. In targeted areas, um, you know, that they made sure that they were Christian, made sure, um, preferably Catholic, okay, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um, made sure, or or with large fundamental roots, and were in um, certain states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, Florida, or Ohio, okay, and basically stated that if Barack Obama is not reelected president, then we're going to then we're going to lay off fifty thousand people. I would be completely abhorred and crazed via that email as much as I was actually the email that the Coach brothers, uh Koch Coach, whatever, um brothers have sent out basically to very, very targeted areas mm-hmm. um in specific places, specifically to places that have heavy African American populations basically stating that if um president obama is reelected that they will be laying off 50,000 people.
2: Right, that's that's warfare, that's bullying, that's that's intimidation tactics and and this goes way back. This goes to like like the 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 um mob days. Yeah. When the mobs really ran the election, they're the new mob. It's really interesting this this paranoia between um between both ends of the spectrum, yeah, um, and and there's some things that are not a big deal and some things that are a big deal, um, and and it's just it's all it's all misinformation, and um and it, and it comes from both sides. I mean, I know I know how I'm going to vote, and I'm not going to discuss that on on the air. But what I'm saying is that it's coming from both directions, and it's very frustrating. Uh-huh. That's that's my that's my, what, what did you say about frustration earlier today, but um. <laughs> but there is a lot of bullying tactics. I mean, and it goes on both both ends. All the um, the bullying tactics that they that they use against women who um, want the right to make any desi- make their own decisions about their body. Uh-huh. Um, they have a want a freedom of choice, and they're bullied, and and the fear factor is brought in, and and they're just you know it, it's just so. It's just so frustrating. There's supposed to be separation between church and state.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's, it's not our, our, political system is not supposed to be run by a religious system.
1: Here is the interesting thing, though. The um, fundies mm-hmm. um, fully believe that the separation of church and state means that the government cannot get involved in the church. Not that the church can't get get involved with the government
2: if you think about why those pilgrims set sail those many years ago and crossed the crossed the pond and landed on Plymouth Rock, was because of the persecution of a um, a, a church-run state uh-huh. of England, you know, the Church of England. And that's that's the simple story that they give us. There's many more interesting things that were that was about, but um, and and those pilgrims, those Calvinists, were some really hardcore rebels but um i guess i guess my you know my practical side always comes in storm my practical side always wins and it says it never i mean it, it's never going to totally take us down we're already heading in a direction or not and who is the president is not going to take us down or pick us up without the cooperation of everything else obama proved that yeah you know he he in What it looked like is he bent over backwards Working with um, the other side of the aisle So to speak, and, or literally And um, including them in and everything And they're like, okay, alright, we want to say," And then they go, yeah, we don't want to anyway Just because you, cause, cause you see it
1: Yeah, it, 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 exactly The other thing I think with this election Which is also a bit cagey And uh, a little bit um, terrifying to me Is, do you know who Stacey Dash is?
2: It remind me, cause I the name sounds really familiar.
1: Okay. Stacey Dash was the girl who played Dion in the movie Clueless. Back, oh yeah. You know, back when you and I were little mm-hmm. adults, you know. Um mm-hmm. I think I was like twenty six when it came out. You were like twenty eight. Um that was a long time ago. Yep. <laughs> well, anyways, um that they, long ago. Yeah, they okay. keep talking. And I'm going to use a little bit of sundry language here, and I don't want uh, people to think in any way that um, I actually believe these ideals, because I don't. But Stacey Dash went onto Twitter and basically stated that she supported um, Mitt Romney for president and that she voted for Barack Obama in... She told, was ended up on Piers uh, Morgan show, and she voted for Barack Obama in two thousand and eight, and she's not happy with the direction that the country is going in, and therefore she wants the money to come back into the country, so she wants to vote for Mitt Romney. Now, that's her ide- that that's her idealism and um, uh, and her personal politics, which I disagree with vehemently, but. Um, my feeling is is that she has the right to say what it is that she wants to say, Absolutely. you know we, we have free speech, and if she wants to vote for Mitt Romney, she can go onto Twitter and say, "Yo, I'm voting for Mitt Romney, okay to be called a house nigger mhm to be called an oreo mm-hmm. to be called um uh, uh a black cracker mhm um to be that called accessible. Unacceptable. To be called a lot of other things because she's also uh, half um, uh, Hispanic um, is just completely uh, unacceptable to me. I mean, and I don't even know, Jackie, how we have gotten to this particular place in our history Mm -hmm. in which we're so cut off spiritually because this is a spiritual issue. Um, uh, we've been cut off so spiritually that we can't even allow other people to have other opinions
2: in our own. That comes from terror. That comes from when you can't win something with logic, you win it with terror. You win it with imitation. I'm I'm losing the word. um, Pressure techniques. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Anyway, never mind. Um, you 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 resort to the bullying aspect, mm-hmm. um, and that you'll die if if this goes on. Intimidation—that's the word. I was just was not coming out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> and the other thing that she she also stated, which I thought was pretty interesting, okay, um, and it's something that I had to sit back and think about. Um, basically, one of the things that she stated is that she felt as though that many people were voting for Barack Obama. Um, simply because uh, of the color of his skin and simply because he um, may relate to African Americans more than um, you know some old rich white guy
2: well I think that has more to do with the democratic stance than the color of his skin to be honest with you
1: yeah but here is the thing and this is the point that what she said that really kind of hit me
0: Mm -hmm.
1: if You or I, Jackie, were to state that we were going to vote for Mitt Romney because he's a white guy and he's going to understand our needs better, we would be called racist.
2: You know what? But you can't, we can't go there. And I'm going to tell you why we can't go there. Is is we can't, this reverse discrimination stuff is, is yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of claiming that because we're not walking in the shoes of African-American folks. Yeah. We're not walking in the shoes of his That's manager.
1: why I'm saying, with her saying it.
2: Right, with her saying it. Um in, in many ways yes it's true. It, yeah. it, but but not every but not every um black person that I know is is voting yeah. for Barack Obama. It's it's I have a very mixed um I have a very mixed group of relations, but I've uh, <laughs> um, friends that are
1: for that hold are both closer, Jackie is married to a black man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um
2: but I have um uh, people on both sides of the mm-hmm. aisle, of the aisle, Republican, Democrat, independent, um libertarian. Libertarian, excuse me, and uh green Party, so they all they I have friends from I have all kinds of friends. look at how diverse I am, but it it's um and a friend of mine said she's not worrying about Michigan is a lockdown as far as being a dem- we're gonna our delegates are gonna go democrat, and yeah, the same in New York, and so she's her vote she's not throwing away her vote on a democratic candidate. what she's doing is she's voting her conscience. Mm-hmm. Which is the Green Party, because she um, just the stuff that she was giving me on on what the current administration is doing uh, with the wars made me go what you know so made me open my eyes with with all of that um, so not, and that's when I went you know what we vote for the lesser of two evils yeah I agree with you and I love this one post that I saw of, vote Cthulhu the greater vote for the greater evil. <laughs> Rather than the lesser of two evils, but I think with Barack Obama, I think what you have here is you still have a large faction of people who are voting for him and not against somebody else.
1: The I larger spiritual it. point that I wanted to bring up in regards to the the race issue
2: mm-hmm.
1: is I don't even know why in the 21st century it's an issue.
2: It's it, there's is still lots of discrimination. Don't let and I know that there's been people on television that are talking about how. You know, there's no discrimination in the 21st century. Well, I'm going to call a big fat giant bullshit because you've, if the people who are saying that have have not lived in inner city, have not watched children of poor families or inner city families, um, which are predominantly black and and lower income in the inner cities, not get a decent education or a decent meal.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So you can't tell me that I'm not going to believe it because I've seen the other aspect of it. Discrimination absolutely still exists. Because yeah. there's not the same opportunities. But yet I have to say um I'm in Detroit. And so there's a different um there's a different skin tone for folks that are poor and struggling and not enough income. Uh-huh. You know if you look at statistically there are way more white folks on um, welfare than there are black folks. Yeah, it's a much bigger percentage, but it comes from different parts of the country. So there's, um, so you, you depending on where you are is depending on where you're going to see more of the white folks on, on welfare. But um, if you're going to try and tell me discrimination doesn't exist, I'm going to say, then why aren't all schools equally funded? Uh-huh. There's my, there, there it is right there. If racial discrimination did not exist anymore, all schools would be equally funded. That's yeah. That's the story. Because that's where it all starts with. That's where our cultural shift starts with. That's my political stance.
1: Yeah, I agree. The interesting thing that I think is about Election Day, Jackie, which Jackie and I will be on the air on Election Day, so we'll... Um,
0: we'll be doing well, we a survival guide. We have something
1: up. Yeah, we're going to be doing a survival guide. But... Um, the interesting thing is that Mercury is going to go retrograde on Election Day, and Mercury is going to go r- retrograde at 6-something in the evening. So, um, oh, wow,
2: right before the polls close.
1: Right before the – actually, some polls do close at 6.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's going to be um, right after the polls close in some areas, right before the polls close in many major states, um, uh uh and one of the things that just to give you a little history lesson here, the last time that this happened was in two thousand.
2: <laughs> we know what happened then.
1: Okay, in two thousand, okay, Mercury was uh retrograde. And
2: uh on the day?
1: On the day. Mercury was retrograde. Was it
2: already retrograde or it went retrograde? Already. Okay.
1: Retrograde. Um and on on that particular day. And at first, they called the election for um, Al Gore. Then, no, they first called it for, uh, yeah, for Al Gore. Mm-hmm. When Mercury went retrograde, they then they then turned around and said Florida was Florida was still in play. Then they called it for George Bush, mm-hmm. and then we went. X amount of days without knowing who the president was, um, and that's just how Mercury rolls. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: what sign was it in in 2000?
1: I believe it was in Scorpio.
2: And what and um, so it was Mercury in Scorpio. Yeah. While the Sun is in Scorpio.
1: Yeah. Wow. And this time, Mercury will be in Sagittarius, which has to do with belief, which has to do with truth, which has to do with higher consciousness, which has to do with.
2: So all al- this all this tinkering that folks are trying to do with um, with the electoral. Yeah. Um, with with getting people um, limiting the way people can vote, um, then all that tinkering.
1: So my feeling here is because Sagittarius also has to do with law. There may be a lot of fights in regards to these areas where voting is not allowed and whether it is allowed and all of this other stuff, okay? My feeling here is is that it's going to be a close election. Um, I hope that we know who the president is before morning Mm -hmm. um, because I just want to know. Um, But, uh, you know, we may not.
2: (laughs) I think Dorothy Morrison was doing a – she predicted a little, that we would know for potentially a month or so. Uh,
1: it, it's There is a large likelihood in it, of it, um, mm-hmm. and it is going to be um, rather interesting, to say the least. So, mm-hmm.
2: Yes, it is. But I guess when, when we're, you know, Og- uh, what is this month? October is anti-bullying month, and so we're talking about the aspects of bullying and, and campaigns. Yeah. But it, and we talked about all these national campaigns, but it very much happens on the local level and in the local level a lot of times because people aren't paying attention you don't realize it um you you can see how um um it's just very very interesting um if you like i was watching some stuff on a, on a school board election and the people who work in the different buildings will allow some political buttons in but not others into the building they're not supposed to allow any. Uh-huh. So or no, they're not supposed to block any. It's a right, and because um, it's just in a school, but they'll ask you to take it off. So I mean that kind of. Uh, so I mean that's really mild, but I've seen it happen in a much greater way too on the local elections where really you have, um, and the local stuff, the small stuff. There's certain people who are in power,
1: uh-huh.
2: and and they wield it and they wield it well.
1: Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. And here is the thing, um, is, uh, you know, Stacey Dash has the right to say whatever it is that she wants mm-hmm. to say, as long as she's not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that her saying that she's going to vote for Mitt Romney is hurting anybody. Um, and okay. hopefully, um, you know, this is a teaching lesson in which people will think, really sit down and think about whether or not, you know, we're living in a world now in which people can't have any opinion. Whatsoever about anything.
2: I just like something that crossed my mind as you were talking that I'd like to to address is that we only have to listen to what we want to listen to. Yeah. Um, when um, there's been plenty of things that people have done, positive, negative, and that it's it's really the more ignorant, the reactionary folks that are going to jump in there. Yeah. And, and and have a ignorant reaction, um, dif, um, hurtful reaction. And you don't have to listen to those. I mean, it's hard when it's in your face. Mm-hmm. But you have a choice you can make. You have absolutely. A choice you can make. And you can say, this this is defining me or this is not defining me. And it's, it seems very easy to say, but I've lived it too. Yeah. I've absolutely lived it and I've had to say, okay, those hurtful comments actually don't are not about me. They don't mean me they're looking at the fantasy of who I am. They're not looking at the reality of who I am. They're looking at a face and a picture, and and, and they've made up a story about me. So yeah. really the things that they're saying are not about me. They're about the fantasy that they've made about me. So when you're in the middle of that, in the middle of that bullying, it's as much as it feels about you and as hurtful as it is, it's really not about you. It's about the story that they made up, the fantasy person that they put your face on.
1: Yeah, exactly. We have to take a break. Okay. Um, make sure that you cruise on over and visit www.coventrycreations.com and at long last, Jackie gets to hear the song by a Yay for Jackie.
2: is
0: sponsored by CoventryCreations.com You're listening to Keep It Magic radio. radio Radio.
1: Radio. Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics Learn how to make magic work for you Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle Visit our website weekly
0: for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani.
1: And welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. And you all just heard the new song from... James Bond's movie Skyfall
2: I was just gonna say that it was a Bond song. It was a
1: Bond song I can uh, tell. it is uh Adele. It's already number eight on the pop charts in its first week, so
2: Again, we'll see okay. if it
1: goes to number one. It seems very torchy,
2: oh, absolutely that's exactly what I was thinking i was it would make a lovely torch song <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's you know Skyfall, mhm. And we crumble.
2: I thought that was—I I did enjoy it very much. Thank you.
1: Uh, you're very, very welcome. Look uh, you know how uh, much
2: you look out for me. <laughs> I'm just so
1: much. I, I'm such a good friend. <laughs> oh, really, I
2: love it. I mean, anything to please me, really. I mean, gosh.
1: <laughs> so, um, Jackie, this week we're going to continue our particular discussion about spirit communication
0: mm-hmm. and
1: in Kabbalah. Um there are two different different sefirot, um that govern uh, uh communication with not only the other side but psychic intuition um, and things of that nature and they 're not really that far up on the tree of life um you know the physical world is Malkuth. Right.
0: um
1: above that is um yes, uh, although jackie 's name for it is Nutsack. Um okay. but yes it um uh, which no. do you okay. remember what yes it is, I don't know
0: <laughs> what yes it is but.
1: you know yes, it is basically what pours um down into the physical world, um, and then the next two sefirot are hoden nitzach
2: um that's the one I was calling up back. yeah, <laughs>
1: which is more yes it. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but Hod and Netzach um, uh, rule um basically or, or the sephirot that are in charge of um psychic based communication now there is an interesting thing because first of all Hod um represents prophecy and vision or seeing the future interesting and uh, basically when the according to Kabbalah when the holy temples were here, okay We had um, clear access To um, uh, uh, Nitzhak, um And Hode Okay, when they were destroyed Okay, basically our ability To tap to these particular dimensions Were diminished, which is why That while the temples were built You had so many prophets that were running around um, uh, Because they were able to uh, Tap into that ability Now, what do you think that prophecy means Jackie
2: What do I think That prophecy means um, uh, um, a, uh, Communication of the divine
1: uh-huh.
2: Down Pretty much It's just It's just bringing The divine down Prophecy is To me um, Bringing the the Word of God So to speak
1: uh-huh.
2: I don't think It means predicting Future or foretelling Or importance Or anything I think prophecy Is just As, as a prophet You're bringing the words
1: I'm bringing them. Do you want me to give you the Kabbalistic definition that's going to blow your mind?
2: They usually do. Go ahead.
1: Hode gives us the ability to see the results of our actions.
2: Let's write this down. Hode gives us the ability to see the results of our actions. I love that. So
1: when when you are about to do something, it's... You're receiving prophecy or vision, okay? you're able to see the result of whatever action it is that you're about to take um, and you know probably the best way to define it, Jackie, is you know uh, you know whenever um we experience, for example, if I was to say, "You know what Jackie, I have a few people that I need you to go murder, mhm. Um would you go to the instantly, you know what the result of that is going to be <laughs> that yeah. is that is prophecy um, uh, so any time that you do something um, you, you know whether it is good or whether that it is um uh, bad or whatever, your ability to be able to see what is going to happen in the future as a result of that is you know what is considered prophecy. Right. Um, so, you know, it's very, very interesting, but there, there is a major, major block in regards to this, okay, which I'm going to get to in a second. Okay. Um, the biblical figure that represents Hode, the patriarch, that is in control of this, Saphirot, is called, is Aaron the high priest, who is the brother of, uh, Moses. Okay. Now, Aaron, in, in the Bible, uh, Aaron is called the peacemaker, and no matter what the situation was, he would walk around and you know see the good in everything and everyone. You know, somebody committed murder, he would see the good in that. Um, and basically, uh, you know, he basically one of the things that it states is that when Moses died, all of the men cried. When Aaron died, everybody cried. Um, you know, because he had so much mercy, and he gave, and uh, you know, he was constantly compassionate in, in and empathic, uh, and things of that nature to um, the Israelites. Um, the block in regards to our ability, basically, to tap into the, the profet- into prophecy and and vision all of the time, okay, is that. We have a natural tendency as human beings to see the bad in things rather than the good.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, it.
1: our reactive nature has a tendency to see the bad in things rather than the good. Um, and basically what it uh, goes on to say is that the the worst thing that you can do, uh, you know, for, so for example, say you and um, uh, your worst enemy, okay? Um, have an argument, Jackie. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, The worst thing for you to do is in the heat of that particular argument, or even your best friend, you have an argument with your best friend. Right. Um, the worst thing that you can do is in the heat of that argument and the relationship or the friendship, the reason being is that you don't have clarity. And when you don't have clarity is because you're only seeing the bad.
2: Correct. That is why you want to step away from, step away from the anger. And don't make any decisions. Go to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 exactly. You know, so it is pretty interesting, um uh, uh you know, that particular connection to the circumstance. So, um Aaron also had an interesting breastplate and um uh, the, the Hebrew terms are Urim and Thuram. Um uh, but they were so stones the, what,
2: what,
1: what, what, Uram and Thurum. <laughs> the Hebrew what? The the Hebrew words for these stones that were on Aaron's breastplate. Okay. Were called Uram and Thurum. Okay? okay. And basically what these stones were were like a magic eight ball. Okay. So basically what the high priest would do would go stand in front of the Ark of the Covenant, which were the uh uh the stone um commandments, you know, Moses's you know, stones. Right. And they would stand in front of that, Jackie, and you would walk up behind him and you would stay a certain distance from him. And you would whisper low in your breath and you would say, should I, you know, should I start um, a new website? And the high priest couldn't hear you, but the high priest at that particular point would prophesy basically your answer.
2: See the result of your action.
1: So, so, yeah, exactly. So basically he had like a giant magic apple. Mm -hmm. Um, And, basically, also with Aaron, is that he had something that surrounded him constantly, which were the clouds of honor. Okay? Now, if you look at a map of Israel and the surrounding area, you will see a bazillion mountains. Okay? The Israelites only ran into three. Okay? And, basically, what the Zohar states is that um, the clouds of honor which for short short term were Aaron's spirit guide. They flattened the mountains why because Aaron was only able to see the good. So he wouldn't see any form of obstacles basically that were um in front of uh in front of him. So any time that he saw that obstacle, he would see the good in that obstacle, Jackie, and immediately it would go away. Mhm. Um, so, I, I think that this is a really, really interesting um, stuff, because basically, you know, the what I recommend people doing, and we can do a little bit of magic here. Um, let me uh, ring up the magic gong here. Basically, what is recommended in regards to start to open up the channel to Hode or your spirit guides, okay, because this is the beginning channel of that particular spirit guide area, okay? It goes further into Nitsak, which will um, <laughs> which we will <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, which we will um, we will go into a second, okay? But basically, what it says is for you to take a look at any problem in your life that you're having right now, okay? Any problem um, uh, you know, in which you're experiencing doubt in which you're experiencing um, uncertainty which you may be depressed over, and which you may be a little apathetic to, um, in which you are confused over, no matter what it is, Jackie, and mm-hmm. see the good in it. Mhm. You know, so if you have to do a difficult task, um, um, say that you need to confront somebody, okay? Um, or that you need to take some form of a particular action, basically, um, that really you don't want to do, but you know that for the best of whatever, that this is an action that you need to take, okay? Uh Basically, what it is that you need to do in that situation is look at the situation overall, okay, whatever the problem is, and then find the good in, in the problem, okay? For example... Um, uh, I went through a lot of uh, personal difficulties um, In the last couple of years And um, ended up seeing a therapist and I, and I will be honest for a long time I couldn't see any good in it Right Now when I look at it Jackie And I see um, The amount that my life has changed And I see The particular wonderful friendships That I've created um, a Real uh, in-depth friendships, including my relationship with you, which I don't think would be on the level that it is right now if I had not gone through that experience, okay? These are the things that I can look at and basically state that, you know, this is the the good that has come out of this particular situation. And when you can tap into the good, then you basically are able to tap into the world of prophecy.
2: I think that's so very true. Because I'm thinking about as as a reader,
0: uh-huh.
2: um, what you're doing is you are flipping the cards and you're looking at the results of the actions of the person who's in front of you. And if everything's doom and gloom, it's bad reading. I mean, not that you want everything to be polyamory, but not that. Yeah, I can I can I understand that, but also on a more personal level, is that um, and I do it to myself all the time. We all do it to ourselves where. Or we get upset about something and then we nitpick the crap out of it until we're just surrounded by by just this whole field of negativity.
1: In the whole puff pocket of our own negativity. Yeah.
2: Right, right. And we do do that. We get we are really torn into, uh, push ourselves into, oh, my God, everything about this is bad, bad, bad. Um, and one of the things that we were talking about earlier is that frustration is when you are denying hode. Mm-hmm. When you are refusing to see, um, or can't see, the results of your actions.
1: Yeah, it is when you can't. When you have blocked out the, the results, okay? Um, uh, you know, basically you have cut off um, from the hode energy. So basically, so, we have to see the good.
2: Right, and then when you're doing um, when you're doing spirit work. Um, I got to tell you, when my when I'm doing spirit work and channeling work or working with my spirit guides, they're really not going to go take me to a pile of shit.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> they're not gonna. They they want me to find the good. They don't want me to find the bad. They sometimes they have to face the bad, so I can see the good in it. I can see what the gratitude and what the blessings are.
0: Mhm. Uh-huh.
2: Um, that's absolutely it. Because that's what we're. That's a lot of the philosophies that the neo pagan philosophies or the, or the um, um spiritual spiritual prophecy uh, spiritual stuff that we're doing now is gratitude this is is about think, gratitude see yeah,
1: yeah exactly and one of the things that i find interesting is that much of the self help movement um and even a lot of the psych, psychological movement um are doing magic and they don't even know it
2: I know, isn't that wonderful? It's uh, very yeah. exciting.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's very very uh, exciting, completely. And
2: a friend of mine said last night is once we can start measuring this stuff, we're going to prove that we were right all along. And I think you know with the with the quantum physics and the and the um, quantum magical things, I think we're really close to being able to measure this stuff.
1: So yeah. pretty exciting. Now, Jackie, what would you after I've given all of this particular information? Mm-hmm. Um, in order for somebody to see the good in something, okay, what would you suggest that they do magically? You know, If they, if they just uh, hit this wall, they they can't, no matter what they can't see the good in it. What what is your suggestion to help leap them over that hurdle?
2: Um, really, one of the when you can't leap leap over a hurdle is because you're being weighed down. Mm-hmm. Things like uncrossing, spiritual cleansing. Um, so don't put anything on, take it all off, needed change banishing um, um, even spirit guide um to help you release that meditation um all of those things that are gonna cleanse off and mm-hmm. because I think you know it's interesting one of the Quaker philosophies is that underneath everything is is the good, yeah, and I think at um and and with the Kabbalah, it sounds like underneath everything. Is the seed that the divine has given you uh-huh. um and we distort it yeah. through family legacies or or whatever or our own shortcomings there's always the seed underneath everything that is a that is good, so when we peel away those layers, we're gonna get to that and and that's when we can start finding the good in things because until we start reflecting it out back out to us, uh, yeah. you're never gonna see it. And doing also um, magically, I, to to um, get to a better place where you can see the good in people, you need to do good. This is a very magical thing. If you want to draw money into your life and have people be good to you, take all take everything in your pockets, everything in your change drawer, everything in and and um, your little little coin dish. Put it all together, and give it to the first homeless person you see, no matter what. It's it's a very powerful spell. I've done it frequently.
1: Yeah, and 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 I really um, and and I would if if you're attempting to find the good in situations and people, uh, you know that there's certain circumstances in which it takes a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. basically, to begin to see the good in things. Um, uh, You know, so be gentle with yourself through that particular process Mm -hmm. Um,
2: also sometimes you need to be the good in something Um, if you cannot find the good in a situation you need to bring it to the table and as soon as you bring that to the table you're going to find it
1: now Meat meatsock now, this here area here was easy for me, Jackie. I could actually, you know, sit down and say, okay, you know what well, I may not like it, but you know, this is what I've gotten out of the situation and that this is uh, uh, uh you know, this is good. Um sock is a little bit more difficult. <laughs> As we go up that tree it becomes, you know, a little bit uh more difficult. Um first of all, need sock, um is basically the sephira that really uh handles your spirit guide. Um, and you know, this is where information from higher spiritual beings come. And uh, there is a word for it, Jackie, that you know, which kind of blew me away because I haven't been really one of those um uh, Walk-ins, um, uh, you know, where an alien has walked into your body. It, it, I, I've really been ambivalent about that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something that I uh, sit around and really am going to talk about. I do think that you know, uh, you know, many of the people that are wearing um, uh, the helmet of, uh, of aluminum foil around their head. God bless them. <laughs>
0: um,
1: uh, You know, and no judgment, they may need that at this particular point in their life, but it's not for me. So I was kind of thrown back when I found out that the word in Kabbalah for spirit guide is ivor, which means walk-in or impregnation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you ever seen that when somebody um, changes suddenly? Um, Well, come on, Scrooge!
1: yeah. Well, yeah, but that's not that's not somebody that's actually in my life. Okay, I've never had an individual that has um, uh, you know changed as dramatically as he has in my life.
2: Well, what um, about the flip side, going in the other direction? Have you I, ever,
1: if, No, I've never seen anybody turn towards the dark side that fast either. That I didn't have a beef with. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, the moment that you have a beef with them, instantly they turn to the dark side. You know.
2: <laughs> well, okay, it may not seem as drastic where the big personality changes, but I've seen people get to a point of de- desperation
0: uh-huh.
2: where they're depressed, their um, things are not working, and then all of a sudden things are working.
1: Yeah,
2: I've definitely seen that. The, and, and they, uh, some of them describe a spiritual experience, and usually they're being held by or embraced by or filled with a divine being.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the things about, according to Kabbalah, you're allowed ten ebor at a time. Interesting. Just ten.
2: Ten spirit guides at a time.
1: If, if a higher spirit guide wants to come in than what you already have, Jackie, the lowest one goes.
0: Interesting So
1: you know basically um, uh, it will work uh, in that particular, uh, in that particular way, collectively, they're called Iburam <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the multiple uh, spirit guides. now, basically, what Kabbalah says that our spirit guides actually are are higher souls who come to assist us and elevate us. According to Kabbalah, that there is a particular level that we can reach, you know, between, um, uh, you know, as we begin to start to grow and we start to share and we start to spiritually evolve, you know, there's a certain level that we can reach to automatically. If you want to go higher than that, you need an Ebor. Um and basically uh this the, the spirit guide that comes in, okay, is a higher soul that has already corrected in their particular life has already corrected your particular correction. They've already gone through right. what it is that you need to go through. Okay. And well you corrected.
2: don't want an amateur. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, so they've already gone through um, you know, if they were a righteous um, individual um uh, uh you, you know or they've worked through it and you know they're passed on, or even they don't even necessarily have to have been incarnated, but in some way they have worked through your particular correction, and it is these spirit guides that help move you to the next level now, what I want you to talk about, Jackie is Labilia Yes, yeah.
2: yes she's she's a little bit of my eborn now isn't she, yeah. That was definitely um, an experience, and I've told the story on the air before, but I'll tell it again. Um, when I was in New Orleans the, for the very first time, um, when I got there, it was an amazing experience. And you sang that
1: perfectly in the tune of Like a Virgin. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Voice lessons. Anyway, um, so as I get to New Orleans and we get into the French Quarter and we're driving through New Orleans, um, I felt like I knew it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I felt like... Oh, we're we're here and we weren't here. It was just a very weird experience. Um and we were there for a couple of days and my head just was hurting really bad and it came, got into a, a migraine, it got into a migraine flu like migraine. And I was I'm like, I'm only in New Orleans for four days, don't make me sick and so, um after working with a couple other Reiki masters and a couple other healers, I tracked down Patty, just about pulled her out of class. I was waiting for her at the door. Come heal me. And um we went outside. Oh, I
1: seem to do that with Patty too. But go ahead.
2: <laughs> and we um, we went outside. It was a gorgeous day, and we're in the shade. And Dorothy joined us, and we started working on what was going on. The other healers kept picking up that I was in two places at one time. Um, I needed to come back together, and um, and so there was my head was just splitting open. So when we sat down with Patty and and she goes, okay, here's what I'm picking up. And she described a guide that um, I had. So this kind of explains this whole thing as it comes together. No wonder you wanted me to tell this story. Uh So she was describing um, an energy and a woman that she was seeing. And I said, well, that's the the woman I see whenever I do hoodoo, whenever I do my magical work and, and really set that up. That's the woman I see. And then other times after I've done work, I see another woman who was, the woman I see when I'm doing work is tall, thin, black woman, older, very graceful. And then after I do work and, and in my dreams, I see a shorter, maybe not so, not so shorter, but a rounder black woman, more of an HMI mom. And they have, both have, like, wraps on their heads and uh-huh. um, scarves or turbans, whatever the case may be. Um, but they're both wrapped up with their heads. And so it's confusing. I'm like, is it the same person, not the same person? Well, Patty was seeing the tall, skinny one. And um, so as we were going through the process of finding out who she is and why is she making my head blow up, um, once I got her name, once we got, and that was the whole thing, it was getting her name, uh, once we got her name, everything calmed down and she became a part of me. Uh She's pretty much a walk-in, isn't she? She's an Ebor. Yeah, she's an Ybor. Um Because I couldn't figure out, is this a past life? Is this um, a spirit guide? Because it felt like both because the memories are so tangible that whenever I start to write about her, I'm there, and I'm understanding things that I really didn't understand. Like she's given me stories that, um, like she gave me a story of when she was living with a man, almost married, Um. And slaves couldn't marry. So I'm like, how is it that they can marry, but but he's not in the same plantation? And I didn't understand how that could be, because the dates that she was giving me were during the middle of slavery. Uh-huh. She um, went, even as, as a free woman, because uh, the story she gave me, is she was um, born a slave girl and died a free conjure woman. But she, as a free conjure woman, slavery still existed. She wasn't afraid, uh, freed by emancipation. So I was trying to figure, I mean, it didn't make sense to me. It's not what they told me in the history books when I was a kid. So she would give me these stories about how she fell in love with a free man while she was still a slave, but she wouldn't marry him. She couldn't marry him. And so I, I um, started doing a, a little research, and then I started learning a little more about this. So these stories that she's giving me, is the way the way it was. You could buy your freedom uh-huh. if you had enough money and if you had the right owner. And, and so I didn't know this. I didn't know any of this was possible. I only knew roots, right? Because I'm just yeah. like a little white girl from the suburbs.
1: <laughs> Family knows <laughs> So, so it,
2: w- it was just a really uh, I- an interesting process. But um, you're, th- this, that's really interesting that she's definitely an Ebor, and she's agreeing with me. She didn't have a word for it, but she but she kept on saying, "I am of you. You mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm you, and I'm not you." And it's like she's me now. And so in the beginning when she first came in, I would hear her voice separate of mine in her own um, southern slang and and her southern drawl and and making fun of things, etc. And then now, I don't hear her voice separate from me now. Uh And I thought I lost it. (laughs) I was like, Mobelia, where'd you go? Where'd you go, Mama? And um, and. What I realize is that she is part of me. She's part of my voice. Mm -hmm. So we have to take a break, though, don't we?
1: We have to take a break, and when we get back, I'm going to talk about Rev. Ashlack. Oh, so (laughs) I'll tell you when we get back. (laughs) Um, Go to www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com if you have a problem in your life regardless Of what that problem may be We have a candle for that So make sure that you cruise on over And check that out Um, Jackie and I will be back in a flash Do not touch that dial We have more meat sack on the way. Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I'm here with a girl with the mostest, Miss Jackie Smith. Uh, of course, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. That's www.CoventryCreations.com, the sponsor of our show. It is currently four minutes after five here on the East Coast, which makes it 2.05 on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Um, Jackie, I want to tell you, I can completely relate to your particular experience with Labelia um, uh because when I first started studying um Kabbalah, we didn't have any form of um English translations of the Zohar that was available, and basically um uh you know I want to know everything when I'm studying it, so at that particular time that there was only the Hebrew. Or Aramaic versions that were available. And you
0: do speak Hebrew?
1: No. And you, would ha- and you would have to scan them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a little crazy, so I went out and studied uh, Hebrew. Um, and uh, I-, I will tell you those, um, I can't even think of the word for them right now, but they're the, the kits, basically, that uh, uh, you use um, to, um, or is that a stone? Okay. Um, that you used to study. That's what I used to study um, uh, uh, Hebrew. And, of course, it's not enough, basically, for you to then begin to take that and apply that, basically, to the Zohar, because I've translated Zohar for you before, and you know how crazy it is. Um, so, as I was studying um, and going through this, I was literally pretty much begging to basically be able to understand this. And this this one day that there was um, an individual that just appeared in the room and just started explaining this particular stuff to me. And I uh, ended up, you know, Listening to it for a while And then I went to my Kabbalah teacher And I basically said You know I have this dude That's coming to me And basically translating This stuff in Kabbalah I said Can you tell me If this is accurate And he says Well what were you studying And I explained it out to him And he said Yeah that's 100% accurate He goes What does this guy look like And um, I I said Well you know He's got a beard And you know I described him to him And basically What it is that he said At that particular point Is That is Rav Ashlag who, interestingly enough, was the original founder of the Kabbalah Center?
2: Now, uh, what made what made them say that's definitely Rav Ashlag? Or,
1: um,
2: anybody else?
1: Because Rav Ashlag, interestingly enough, um, he had literal to no money, and he, in handwritten ink, translated the Zohar um, from Aramaic into Hebrew because it was originally in Aramaic, which is a certain form of uh, um, the Semitic languages. Um, So he translated it from that. It took him like 20-something years, and he had um, uh, arthritis in his hands. so you can imagine how difficult that was. And he worked 18 hours a day to do it. Um, So basically, one of the things that it states is that one of the things with your YIVOR is that when you start channeling that particular energy, okay, it is going to be somebody that, um, you know, for example, what was I wanting to do, Jackie? I was wanting to understand what this says. okay? So then I t- tuned into that particular energy. Basically, your E-bores, anybody that you're attracted to spiritually that may have passed away or um, a particular energy system or um, anything, okay, that is an e So
2: how do you um, ensure that you don't get um, an evil e
1: Um Well, those are called the demon, but <laughs> they're not called them anymore. Um uh Basically, first of all, here's the difference that you can tell between a spirit guide and a lower level energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A spirit guide will give you information. They won't try to impress you. Lower level entities And this is just for my channeling um, uh, uh, Courses that I took A hundred years ago Um, uh, A lower level energy Will come in Jackie And what they try to do is attach to you So what they will do is kind of get you Addicted to the information So it will be very very personal Information about your life Very very personal information About Um Uh Uh you know, if you go to if you go to the uh, uh, the gas station on Friday at 5 p.m. and you buy one of those tickets, you're going to win the lotto, And then you do, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, uh, you know, it's usually it's always trying to impress and it's giving information. So that it, and this is where it is difficult in regards to readings is because you know when you're giving a reading to somebody and you're channeling a lower level energy, okay? Basically, what that in, what that lower level energy will often do is things to impress the client.
2: Absolutely, because
1: it wants to attach to the client. Um, uh, so basically, with an ebor, you're going to get more um, information that is spiritual-based. That's going to be more guidance than it is impression.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, when it comes through, now there is there are. Let me give you the ways basically that you uh, to tap into your ebor. Okay? You're going to love the first one. It's light a candle. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that it's light a candle is that flames, the flame in a candle represents the light of the Creator and the drawing down of the light of the Creator. That flame joins with other flames. So if you want to invite your spirit guides in, one of the easiest ways is to light a candle and start talking to them. Okay?
2: And that's exactly what I have. That's exactly what I do when I recommend to people. That's exactly it. Go figure.
1: Spiritual actions is number two, and including reading spiritual literature, based literature. Um, here is an interesting one that people should write down. Um, taking a nap on Saturday. <laughs> the reason being is that when you take a nap on the energetic day of Shabbat, okay, which is Saturday. Um, That is where basically that you can invite the soul to come in, to walk in, to Yivor, at that particular point.
2: I don't know if it's a good Saturday if I can't take a nap.
1: I I know, right? Well, you're saying, you know, here's the thing. The major Kabbalists that I know, they hardly slept except on Saturdays. They would take a, you know, two to to three hour nap in the afternoon. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. Um, Number four is going the extra mile. And uh, you know it's doing some, and then more, um, what helps you uh, attach basically to your Ebor. Now there's two types of Ebor. Um, uh, um, one is comes in for a short period of time to assist you through whatever type of crisis or difficulty or situation that you're going through at that point. Mm-hmm. And then the other type of Ebor comes in to help you with your correction. Um, There is an interesting question in the chat room that I'll answer It says, can you explain what walk-in means to you And the difference between impregnation and walk-in Basically what it means is that you just start channeling That particular information into you So in other words, the, the soul of one spirit merges with the soul with the other spirit, which is why oftentimes and it's my experience in Jackie's as well, basically what you will have is that the voices start going off in your head is if they're in your head. Right. Um uh you know so it, it, the spirit has become part of you. Um and just the word just so that people know the word Ibur, okay, just means literally means walk in. Um uh so basically you have the two types of e-bore. Uh, of now, here is the the amazing thing with this and why that this one is a little bit more difficult than Hode. Prepare yourself,
2: Jackie. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm listening. <laughs> the thing
1: that blocks an e-bore is... Finding the bad in other people. So when you're constantly focused on the bad in other people, um, uh, it's going to block off any form of communication from the upper realms towards you. Um, And it's the reason why Nitzak is connected to Moses, because Moses was tolerant um, uh, he had appreciation, he had perseverance, he had patience, he had humility, he had love. No matter what, no matter what these Israelites were doing and complaining, he was always finding the good in what it is that he was doing. And he was begging for the Creator to, you know, just give him one more chance, you know, just one more chance, please, you know. And in fact, and there's one portion, it's it's the, um, the portion of Pinhas, um, which has to do with healing, um, is the particular portion out of the, out of the Bible, Jackie, where Moses' name does not appear within the portion at all. And the reason being is because um, he told the Creator, if you do something to these people, just write my name out of your book. <laughs> so he was constantly fighting for other people, um, and uh, basically where Hode is finding the good in the situation, Nitzhak is finding the good in people, which I will tell you, girl, I can find the good in the
2: situation.
1: There's some situations where it is very, very difficult to find the good in people.
2: I uh, love finding the good in people. I love it. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, especially yeah. especially strangers. Um, I mean, it's it's easier to find the good in strangers because you don't know them. You got no baggage with them. Um, but and actually, sometimes um, I get a little Pollyanna with finding the good in people. The the interesting thing
1: is that basically, according to Kabbalah, Jackie is that when you give people the benefit of a doubt. In other words, no matter what it is that they've done and you give people the benefit of a doubt, you receive benefit of a doubt from the creator. And, in fact, Kabbalah basically goes on to say is that even if you if you give people the benefit of a doubt and you just go do something horrendous, okay, basically the creator will attempt to find some good reason as to why that you did it.
2: That one's really tough. Yeah, I, it it is. It's really tough because... Um, you know, when you're say empowering yourself and 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 limiting your victimhood, um, mm-hmm. you're you're saying, okay, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. It's it's tough to then give benefit of the doubt, or um, saying you're trying to create something and somebody keeps screwing it up. You know, um, they're getting in your way, sabotaging, and you're allowing it.
1: Well, it's not saying that you have to find a laundry list of good things. Um, uh, It says, basically, that you just have to find one thing (laughs) that is good about that particular individual. And we've all had ex-friends, ex-husbands, ex-wives, ex, ex, you know, whatever, Um, you you know, in which um, uh, we... uh, you know, need to find one good thing in. And in fact, I will tell you the particular question I asked my Kabbalah teacher when I learned about um, Nisak, um is, well, how do you find something good in Charles Manson?
2: He was really charismatic, and he brought a lot of people together.
1: You see, instantly, basically, you could, it, it was very easy for you to go there. Um, you know, and basically that is you know he knew what unity was, he knew the power of unity, and these are basically the things that are stating that we have to do in regards to um being able to communicate with our ebor because once you find the link to your ebor um uh, the interesting thing is is that the way that you need to to treat the ebor is basically for you to be in fear that you will lose the ebor in other words, you know um to continue to find the good in people, the reason that you're doing this is because you know what the ebor may go away if you don't right, you know, and that's what it means to be in fear of you know that you're afraid that you're going to lose um that particular uh that particular energy um now, here is the th- here is going to be the homework. Okay. I'm going to give a little homework. Um, write down the names of three people that you judge the most, and next to that, write down the reasons that you judge them. Then, take one person out of that.
2: And does that include you?
1: Um, yeah. You can you, you can use yourself as well. Um. You're going to take one person out of them. Now, here is the thing also um, about people that you're judging. Mm-hmm. is people that we judge the most are people that are in the same soul group that we're in. Um, mm-hmm. That they, they come from the same shard, okay? Um, so there is a certain part of them uh, that contains a part of who we are. Um, And basically, the reason that we want to find the good in them, Jackie, is really because that part of them that we don't like is actually part of the correction for our own soul. (laughs) Now, with this individual, what you're going to do is that the one individual that you've chosen is you're going to write a nice story as to why you think they performed a negative act that you are judging. So in other words, um uh you know, um let me give a bizarre example. A a friend of yours, um, is no longer your friend and they abandoned you and all this other stuff. Write a nice story as to why you feel that they abandoned you. You know, maybe it, it can be crazy. You don't have to, uh, you know, this isn't um, going to be graded. Um, just write down a reason. You know, it may be because they're afraid of intimacy or it may be um, uh, because, um, uh, you know, they had a situation that happened when they were, you know, two years old in which they stepped their toe on a squirrel. Um, and, you know, this is the reason why that they're they're having problems now. But it is to write a nice story.
0: hmm
1: you know, finding the particular good in that individual, and you know, it may be you know this person wanted to love so much and all of this other stuff, and then they, you know, that they had a huge spirit towards giving and caring and sharing towards other people, which are good things. But one day they stub their toe on a squirrel, you know, and then you're writing out from that perspective. Then, and this is where you're going to love it. Then you take the particular paper, Jackie,
0: uh-huh.
1: and you shed the, the you shred the paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, when I pulled this out today, Jackie, it was interesting because of something you told me the other day. You shred the particular paper, preferably with a rock. <laughs> 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 Until the paper is no longer recognizable, okay? And then basically it says to get rid of the paper and get rid of, uh, you know, the utensil that you used away from your particular home so that you're no longer holding on to that particular judgment.
2: That is hilarious because there is um, an amazing cleansing I do when when you're really locked up with somebody else's energy is you put some sand on a cookie sheet. I do it on a cookie sheet just because it doesn't get everywhere. And you write your name on a napkin or a thin piece of paper, and you little literally grind it into the sand. You yeah. grind it and shred it into the sand. So what is sand? Tiny rocks. Yeah, tiny rocks. <laughs> and so you grind it into there until it's shred, and then you um, put it in a bowl, and light a candle in it to release all that energy, and then you throw it away somewhere far away from your home.
1: Yeah, exactly I, I I was laughing so hard when I seen that um, oh As being the particular Recommendation um,
2: uh, You know, of course, crazy. they go a
1: little bit further And write the story and stuff like that And that's what you shred on the piece of paper And um, all of this other stuff But you know, basically, by doing this And keeping judgment out of your life The other thing that it says, okay Is that if you go into a period in which You're judging somebody mm-hmm. You need to immediately confess this To somebody that you 100 percent trust Mm -hmm. in other words there can't be any doubt in your mind that you don't trust this person right um uh, so you know some lukewarm friend of yours do not get on the phone with them and say you know jill Mm
0: -hmm. i cannot
1: stand that woman and she's just irritating me and i know that she is secretly thinking about every man's crotch on the east coast and I just got a text, you know. <laughs> I'm not thinking about everybody's crotch on these cards. Um, But, uh, you know, basically you do this with somebody that you trust. The reason being is that sometimes just getting that out and just having that person listen to you is enough to help.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's it's true, just getting that, um, saying, okay, now bless them, change me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's one of my, it's, it's almost become a, one thing I say regularly, bless them, change me. Meaning, you know, may they get blessings and, and, and love and a restorative. But yeah. change me so I don't have to judge anymore. Because the moment that you judge, okay, or are
1: really participating in judgment, the Ebor go away, okay? And it takes a little while, basically, for you to start doing spiritual actions, positive spiritual actions again, for them to start to come back
2: in. So the um, Judge McJudgertons who are running the different churches and say that. Spirit of God is within them, Spirit of God compels them
1: mhm
2: might might not be so
1: <laughs> They're not being far off you know <laughs> <laughs> just a different language <laughs> right. um Jackie, what do you recommend? you know in the e board the first one of course is- light a candle
2: right
1: what do you recommend
2: um really my my um the spirit guide candle my favorite candle is specifically, and... um.
1: Well, after Quarant Caller, but go ahead. Yeah, of course.
2: That's specifically for working with spirit guides, for lifting your energy, for finding the positive, for um, connecting with um, ancestor spirit guides, whatever. I, it's my go-to all the time on this one. There's also, um, I think we at Coventry, we still have the Ancestral Guidance Candle, which is, again, same thing. Different color, a little bit different scent, but... Um, it's for ancestral guidance um and and excuse me yeah ancestral guidance and, and for me that's the, those two are very close together the ancestral guidance and the spirit guide um but the spirit guide candle that's what it's for baby what this you, is like the one time a year we get to really talk about it and promote it. I know. I know. Spirit
1: guide, spirit guide, spirit guide. Also Jackie, what would you recommend for people if they're having a difficulty also in regards to judgment besides that, you know what we just gave them? Um what else can they do magically?
2: Um if you're having if you're having issues with being judgmental, I would literally light one of the scales of justice candle. Um to help you see both sides. Mm-hmm. To help you see the others, because your your scale is tipped too far one way. It's the scales of justice for a reason, so it tips you back and it evens it out. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, people do justice work or, or thinking that it's always going to be in their favor. Justice work generally balances things out.
1: Yeah. One of the, one of the the interesting things and. Um, that I found, Jackie, when I was studying all of this stuff. Um, uh, and I was, I was writing about it and things of that nature. And one of the things that Ashla told me was, uh, it's amazing how many people are obsessed with other people's teacons or corrections. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and oftentimes part of our particular judgment is that we're actually judging the particular spiritual lesson um, that the other person may be going through either because we don't think that it's good or, you know, it may be violating us in some way. But knowing that our, no relationship comes into our particular life that is a significant relationship without a reason, um, uh, you know, so therefore, you know, finding the good, the one good thing that you possibly can, not only in that situation but also in that individual, will help you to be able to connect to the ebor a bit more.
2: Yep, and it's tough. But that's what makes it so good.
1: And it's not. And and you know, if you're listening to this show, like I said at the beginning of season two, if you're looking for easy peasy, go like this. Not the show for you. Because
0: <laughs> we go in deep,
1: deep. And in fact, we're going to go even deeper next week. I'm going to get Jackie to do a meditation with us next week on um, uh, on how to connect with your spiritual guide and how to work with spirit guides in the Akashic Records. So you want to make sure that you tune in next week because it's going to be another big, huge, gigantic spirit guide show. Plus she's going to talk about altars and all kinds of other stuff. This was such a big, huge talk that, that we put for the whole month of October that it's been difficult putting all of the content into the shows that we want to put them in. So right. we're kind okay. of going with a particular flow. And... The day before Halloween, we're also going to discuss how to, what is it, are we, what are we doing the day before Halloween? How to put the ritual back in ritual?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The day before Halloween, what we're going to be doing is um, the spiritual powers of Halloween.
1: Yeah, the spiritual powers of Halloween. um,
2: It's going to be great. And and because there's, it's become a little bit, um, just a little bit commercial. Yeah. And and even in the pagan, the putting the spiritual powers of transformation back in Samhain, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of times it's just on, we think it's just honoring the dead, et cetera, et cetera. There's a reason why we do that, mm-hmm. and, and so we're going to talk about that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a lot of fun to so make sure that you guys tune in each and every week, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Jackie and I will be here. Um, to talk to you We got a lot of great stuff Lined up for you In November As well Including Jackie's recap Of the Folk Magic Festival Which is going to be A lot of fun I can't wait for it um, I know I, So
2: <laughs> It's going to be great I need more readings To make money So I can spend well
1: on Yeah Coventrycreations.com <laughs> You can schedule An appointment With Jackie um, mm-hmm. And that will be uh, Amazing uh, So uh, You can do An Akashic Records Reading with Jackie um, By going to Coventrycreations.com To reach me off the air Go to Stormset And in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do?
2: They need to keep it magic, baby.
1: Yeah, they do. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you next week.
0: Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our heart through the words we say, mountains crumble with every syllable, hope can live or die, so speak. it's like i